If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. It's a tradition as old as the game itself. And that's why I like the Dayton Triangles, plus the five and a half straight up over Kenton. Picking the right side is not child's play. Doesn't take a genius to realize that Houston's failed to cover their last ten outings on away turf the week after scoring more than three touchdowns in a conference game. Ooh, my little girl says the cutest thing. You need a little help. Jeez, you know, that information might have been a little more useful to me yesterday. That's where he comes in. This is my soul cold. Lock of the century. century. All week. It's the program picks with Fat Jack. That's right. Viva Las Vegas. It's where we are at Super Bowl 58. Radio Row, our coverage brought to you by the Hollywood Casino. Green Light Dispensary. Deepest quality, more injury attorneys, and the Low T Center uh, as we are broadcasting from Radio Row. Uh, Curtis Siebold, Adam DeVetter, and of course, we welcome Peter Yates Enoch to the program. Pete, how are you, buddy? Uh, Curtis and I knew this. Apparently, we did not successfully relay this to you. Pete is did not show today. He was. He, oh, Pete! This was. He did, it's not that he didn't show. He wasn't coming. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he informed us. Like he didn't just no show. I should. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm making him sound bad. He informed us last week he would not be here this week. Um, so do we? But do we have his pick? We do have his pick. He is. He is Homer and all the way, dude. He's taking the Chiefs. All right, all right. Uh, well, well, I could see him saying, no, "I'm either going to Vegas or I'm not coming on at all." Just yeah. storm out. You either take me with you, You're either put me at the Bellagio, or I'm out. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, uh, Pete, sixty-eight, forty-three. He went 2-0 in the conference championship games. We need a DeLorean. Go back in time. Yeah. Get Pete's stuff, walk up and say, listen, he hates the Mormons, give me BYU. You know, that type of deal. Just uh, roll out 30 extra games of profit. Did, yeah, did, Fat he, Jack. did he steal the sports almanac like Biff? Is that what happened this year? Yeah. It yeah. might have. Hopefully yeah. he's got next year's too. We'll, we'll get on board early. So good for Pete. He, yeah, he, he crushed it. He was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I mean, like, the next, second place is, uh, ooh, let me see here. Uh, K-Dog. Curtis. 61 is seven games. Curtis is 61 and 50. What? That's not horrible. That's 61 yeah. and 50. You pay 10, five games of juice, so you're up, what, six or seven games? You pay yeah. 10,000 a game? You made yourself a nice little salary. Yeah. Uh, if I've locked in last place because I got an idea, I think. Because I got an idea how this one's going to go today. You hear Fat Jack from FatJackSports.com. Uh, Fat Jack, first of all, tell everybody about the service. Yeah, things are great. You know, we had a very good year in football, very good year in basketball. We had our first losing week a week ago in basketball. We talked about that last week. Week, but I'm 7-1 and one the last four days. So back on track. Uh, go to FatJackSports.com. If you're out there betting uh, on your own, a lot of people in Kansas are. You know, they're just taking it up. They're, they're struggling their way through. They're realizing that it's very difficult to win betting on your own, um, other, unless you're Pete. And so if you're that guy and you want some more stability, and even if you use it as a safety net, the games are emailed to you that I personally play. I'm out here every single week uh, betting on the games. I email them to you. They're text to you. And they will get you into profit. If you play those, I've won 25 the last 26 years in football and 24 the last 26 in basketball. So if you play them, you're going to make money. And even if you like playing your own stuff, you're a Chiefs fan, by the way, you're profitable betting the Chiefs this year, 11 and what, 11 and 7 against the spread, which is really good yeah. uh, for a team that's a public kind of betting darling. Hey, even if you're that guy, my plays will help kind of boost everything else up uh, underneath you. So well, guys, after 27 years, have figured out you'll make more money if you sign up than if you play on your own, and that's that's really been the business model. And you've already taped the TV show, right? 
right. Just taped the TV show, gave away a predictor. I'm 16 and 5 on that. It runs in uh, somewhere in Kansas City. I do know that. Um, so you can catch us called Beat the Odds. It runs nationally. Uh, gave, I'm 16 and 5 with my top plays. We obviously gave a play on the game. We'll talk about that as well here on the show, um, who I like. But yeah, just face TV show, do radio around the country. The thing about this climate in sports gambling is that there's every everybody thinks they're an expert now, and every every used car salesman has decided they're going to go sell picks and be great at this. And my business model 27 years ago is I'm going to bet the games, I'm going to give those exact game to my clients, and then I'm going to be open and honest about my results. I felt like that was why I had kids at the time, young kids, but that's the way that you should do this. Anything less... I should go sell used cars or open a pyramid scheme, I guess, because it just seemed like a bad idea. But now everybody's funneling in because there's new people in this world, and a lot of them are a lot more, I don't know, shifty and, and just polished than I am or a lot of people are. So you got to be real, real careful. But uh, if you're betting the games, there are people that win. Getting those plays will help your bottom line if you do it long term. So. Yeah, uh, FatJackSports.com. All the games are right there. They're documented. They're on the line. Uh, you can see it. He's the best in the business. Let's talk about the line move before we get to our picks. What do you see in where it's settled and a 130, 110 plus or minus 130 plus 110 on the money line? What, what's it saying to you? It's been a little bit of a, an anomaly not only to start, we talked about last week, where it moved off the two and a half back down toward one and one and a half with all that general public money filing in $50 at a time. As the Chiefs fans know, you, you want to bet the Chiefs. I mean, they're an easy team to bet. Mahomes and Kelsey and now Taylor Swift. I mean, there's a million reasons and the fact that they get it done even as an underdog. All of those reasons, everybody who's betting the game either for the first time or just generally speaking, are filing in on them. They've had 86% of the money at one time. It's it's backed off a little bit. Early on, you didn't know where the Sharps were going to land because they were still trying to figure it out, honestly. This San Francisco team, although power ranked very high, higher than Kansas City, has stumbled down the stretch. So you look at the recency bias, them giving up the run at will almost in their last couple of games, getting themselves behind. Nobody feels like they can do that against this, uh, this Kansas City defense, which is still, I think, overlooked, as great as they've been. Um, they can't get behind. And so the Sharps are kind of trying to figure it out. Uh, most of them have landed on San Francisco or a total, one, either over or under, but not all. There are a number of them that are fifty or $100,000 smart players that are filing in on Kansas City. They just can't. It's a little bit like betting against uh, Tom Brady. You could go broke betting against Tom Brady. Even if you're right betting against him long term, you will lose money. And that's kind of where Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid have landed with the smart players that are betting a substantial amount of money is that you can go broke betting against those guys, and so the guys are not real comfortable doing that. Um, you did have a lot of big bets coming in on San Francisco early, a million dollars out of Michigan, a bunch of $100,000, and you've got a bunch of million-dollar guys that are going to be coming in. But don't make the mistake. If you see something on Twitter, guy bet a million dollars on so-and-so, put nothing into that. That's most likely a private equity guy or a guy that owns Aaron's rental furniture, whatever. Um, Pete maybe decided to fire out there big time. But it's, it's, some, it's not necessarily a great gambler. So it's it's real important this game in particular to differentiate between the big better and a good better. Mattress Mac is a big better, not a good better. Uh, understand there's a difference there. Sharps have leaned towards San Francisco, a lot of them on the total, and a few actually are on the Chiefs. I like what you said about you know, you can be on the right side against Brady, but in the end go broke, right? Yeah. Like and that's what I wonder about this game. All the analytics, all the data says Niners. Except there's this, like, whatever it takes, Patrick Mahomes will do it yep. on the other side. So I get the math would point you towards Niners. Bosa on Donovan Smith, that's a mismatch. Like, go through and find all these little things. 
but 15 does seem to be the magic eraser, right? It's not just him. It's the fact that they are San Francisco's fading. They're regressing down the street. No matter who you talk to that knows what they're looking at, they will look tell, tell you that this San Francisco team that built up this body of work since September is not the same team we've seen over the last three or four weeks, and there's a lot into that. Again, it's not about just firing out an opinion. The guys I'm talking to are betting – 10,000, 50,000, 100,000. They're betting a substantial amount of money on these games, so they're not interested in, I have a feeling. There's no feeling. Nobody cares about feelings because feelings will have you you know, moving out of your house if you're not careful. So it's about what can we count on this late in the year from these two teams, and there's a lot of guys betting a lot of money that aren't sure this San Francisco team, and they're blaming it, oddly enough, on the defensive coordinator. You hadn't heard a lot about Wilkes the entire year. Right. He's the third one after they lose their defensive coordinator every single year, and it, it seems to be that these offensive coordinators have kind of broke the code with him, and they figured out a way, and I, Andy Reid's the best at this. So the guys that are, are filing in on the Chiefs or sustaining from not betting the side, that's what they're relying on. I, I can't bet against Andy Reid. I like him against Shanahan, and I definitely like him against the defense coordinator. That's what they're saying. And I'll, I'll obviously take Mahomes against uh, against Brock Purdy. And then you work down the list, yeah, San Francisco is going to win a lot of those other head-to-head matchups. I, tell, I talk about on the TV show. I'm not sure the average fan could name you one starter on def- on the defensive side of Kansas City's team other than Chris Jones. It's just they're, they're a team that's doing historical things with guys nobody knows, and that's really difficult for the people to wrap their brain around. But and so you might be even getting some value with the Chiefs based on that. That they just you know, they don't know what they're getting with the Chiefs. Yeah, I, listen, I don't hear people who sit out here who are in the football world don't bring up Snead and, and McDuffie, and you know I, I think that's an interesting angle on it. Do you you mentioned peaking? Do you believe in the? It's like the Niners on the downward trend. They can't bring it back up. They can't pull the yoke and well, they certainly come out can. Of it. Yeah, they can. And certainly, if Kansas City turns the ball over or gets behind, the one thing I'll tell you a couple things have been constant with me. If you're if you're looking at a problem for the Chiefs, number one is that they do have limited weapons offensively. They've done better in the latter part of the season, getting the spraying the ball around a little bit. Um, the drops have been less. Those type of things that they had been, had plagued them earlier in the year when they were going through a, a swoon, if you want to call it that. They've shored that up. And as importantly, probably more importantly, their second-half scoring numbers are abysmal. There's 7.6 points per game in the second half. That's, generally speaking, not a switch you can flip. If they could, you would. I know you're not winning all those games, but they've been doing enough, especially on the defensive side, to close out games and get it done. The defense has been the key. They've give, not given up over 28 points. I'm sure you talked about this. Not giving up 28 points the entire year, 20 times. That's a historical number. Never happened before. The guys that gave up less than uh, 28, 19 times all won the Super Bowl. So that they're in rarefied air. That's why they've been winning. But it would bother me if I'm a Chiefs fan. What happens if they turn it over a couple times? They get down 14 points against, by the way, the number one scoring offense in the league in the second half, which is San Francisco, 14.1 points a game. So there is a formula that this team has to come back, but then you go back to, okay, well, if you had to pick one quarterback in the league, Brady's off you know, at the beach someplace with some hot model. If, if you have to pick one quarterback to bring you back, who do you want? 
I mean, very few people are going to fall off Patrick Mahomes in that role either. So hard to bet against them, even if they're the worst team. We're talking to Fat Jack from FatJackSports.com. Prop bets. Anything you like on the prop bets? Yeah, I think there's a lot. Um, they're getting three to one dollars on prop bets versus side and total right now. Okay. Three to one. I mean, Seren, from the days that you were out on a regular bet, that is totally flipped. I mean, it's just amazing. I've got booklets here. This is a small book from C. It's like seven or eight, ten pages from C. The prop bets, there is a lot of opportunities to make money. What I start with is I try to find something that I think definitely is going to happen or that it would be hard to fix, and I bet five or six times on that one thing. So low scoring in the second half out of the Chiefs, holding teams under 28 points overall, and I think it's going to be a close game. So I take those three things. I think the Chiefs win the first half. I think there's more points in the first half. I think there's fewer points in the second half. I would play under. I wouldn't play San Francisco necessarily in the second half, but if you want to hedge a little bit, if you like the Chiefs play San Francisco in the second half, expect them to come running late. So those type of things, I'll bet four or five different bets based on that. And then I'm like, you look at the vibe of the game. I think that they're going to feed. I think that Shanahan, that coaching tree from his dad on down, they are conservative by nature. The brighter the lights, the more they're going to want to prevent turnovers. The PTSD moment for San Francisco is if they don't win this, is Brock Purdy, his arm getting hit going back, him throwing up a flutter ball and it being returned. Purdy is the key if they lose. Uh, Most people would agree with that. If they can keep him out of spots, they have a shot. And how you do that? You get the ball to Christian McCaffrey a thousand different ways. So I like over his uh, touches. He has 18 and a half carries. I'm going over on his touches. Um, I do think uh, Jersey, the uh, tight end, I think he's going to catch the ball a little bit. Short, controlled passes. I would get uh, over three and a half yards on his total receptions. These are all about even money. I go over that. I like Kansas City to get the first sack. I trust Mahomes more uh, to be more mobile and move around. So I, I will. I would think, and you got to lay 170, 180 with that. But I bet that. So I look at the vibe of the game, and uh, and I don't bet more on that than I should. And that's what I would recommend everybody out there. Don't go crazy just because there's a thousand ways to bet the game doesn't mean that you should be having 70 percent of your bankroll on these prop bets. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Like they're fun. They are fun. Right? Now, if you're a professional, then you might find one that you're like, wow, this is way off. Yeah. But for the most part, these are fun. They're, yeah, they are fun. And, I, and they usually come with worse odds. They do. And, and that's the thing. If you if you didn't bet the overs early early last week, you probably have missed the boat on anywhere getting anywhere near the better number. Because everybody filing into town and all the they're all betting late. They're all going to bet over. Over on yards. Over on rushing totals. Over Mahomes. All those overs. So if you like under, you know, I have, there's a syndicate out here that bets about $2 million on just prop bets and most of their money goes on the under and so their big challenge is how do we get two to three million dollars bet as late as humanly possible waiting on the general public to elevate all the overs um and because that's tough even if you do it online you do it two thousand at a time you have to get approval every time it's a whole thing um but that that's kind of the, the sound advice is if you wanted to bet over you kind of missed the boat if you like unders on some of this stuff wait as long as you can and then fire it out of blatantly later all right fat jack from fatjacksports.com is with us. Let's get to our picks. Gentlemen, uh, Pete, you said, is on the Chiefs? He is on the Chiefs. Alright, let's go to uh, Adam. If the Chiefs lose this, it's on me because I've picked against them all the pl- all playoffs long and I'm not going to keep doing that. Give me Kansas City. Alright, he's on the Chiefs. Uh, Curtis? 
Uh, same. The vast majority of people who would qualify as experts without a rooting interest are picking the Chiefs. vast majority of the betters that I've seen in certain things, I could be wrong, Jack knows more about this than I do, have taken the Chiefs. The only movement I've seen from the line has been toward the 49ers, which is a concern. But I think, I think the Chiefs' run game will offset the 49ers' run game and allow Patrick Mahomes time to take advantage of what I think is a suspect 49ers secondary. Also, there's no value would be taking the 49ers even if i'm right who cares chiefs <laughs> he's not wrong with that analysis you know you take san francisco and you're wrong you're, in the, you're wrong you're sitting around the entire weekend being like what a fool yeah. i am i'm gonna yeah. brag next yeah. week i took the niners yeah exactly with everything <laughs> exactly. beaten senseless by every person i come into contact with uh i am concerned with the quantity of money that's on the chiefs and the point spread still being at two and a half that's my that makes me a little bit nervous on where that is. I think it is somewhat, I don't want to say lazy analysis, but just like, oh, I'm not going against my homes. Like, there's more to it than that. That scares me. But what am I missing, Jack? Like 80-some-odd percent of the money on the Chiefs. They're not balancing that out and bringing the not, number? Not yet. Uh, every time it goes to two or one and a half, they get a big bet back on San Fran, and that's what a lot of the people right now are doing. They're, they think it's going to continue. They're trying to look at the sports books and say, we'll challenge you to go into this game with 87% of the money on one side, and they know they're going to move it again. There will be late money coming in on San Fran, but those guys are all waiting because it's not going to three, for sure. Too much money on Chief. Okay. So it might go back to two. And the money line's the other thing. You could get it at 120 a few days ago. Then 125. Now you're seeing 130s everywhere, and the, a lot of guys love that idea. That maybe the Chiefs keep it close if you like San Francisco, but you don't really want to lay those points. No, Mahomes, it's always available for him to come back, so they want that money line to come back. But that's that's what's happening. All right, put me down for the Chiefs uh, again. I don't like all the numbers and where they're going, but at the end of the day, I think you know who wins usually is the one who covers. Yep. And Almost always. I, I hate to be what everybody else says, but I'm not betting against Mahomes. Yeah, so straight up winners, 46, 7, and 3 against the spread over the last 56. So only 10 times over the last 56 Super Bowls has the winner not covered. Right. So if you like the Chiefs to win, you should go ahead and, you know, you don't, you don't normally have to mess with the points in this particular spot. The uh, it, it, don't go crazy either way. I could see this game going either way. My predicted final score. And by the way, this sells zero packages. But if you listen to this segment, hopefully you've gotten up information that you've decided. Hey, I'm going to go long term with this guy. But I pre- I, I, I released twenty one twenty. Um, Chiefs okay. to win in a very close game. If they lose the turnover battle by two, I think they're going to lose. If they win it by two, they're going to win by a touchdown. So I think that will have a ton to do with it, as most Super Bowls and conference championships do. But I do like um, I do like the Chiefs to pull it out. Just simply, be, I just think it's a really really close game. But it's super hard to take Purdy over Mahomes and and give away Andy Reid too. I just it's if, if you were setting the line, what would you set it at? I, I would have had. Probably a pick to open, and I would have moved. I would have jumped the fence. This time last week, or not this time, but early last week, I I told people I said I think this thing's going to jump the fence. They're going to get some sharps on Kansas City because of what we saw out of San Francisco's defense. I, I, they're not stopping the run. If you don't stop the run against this team, they're going to get beat, and it's not even going to be close. And they've proven they can come back, but they haven't come back against a defense like this. So um, I don't like that that prospect. So I thought it would open about a pick. I, I knew two weeks leading in that if it got here, this is where it was going to land. I am a little surprised that they haven't moved it back more to guarantee more action on San Francisco 
because the guys I've talked to, a lot of them were kind of still waiting to figure it out. They like the total. They don't love the side. Uh, they might like to play San Francisco based on the body of work, but lately it gives you a little hesitation giving up how many points they've given up in the early in the games and how they've given it up. It's not like turnovers. They're just giving up the run. Teams are taking it to them and beating them early. That won't work against this Chiefs defense that's only hadn't given up 28 all year. So um, I thought it opened a pick. thought the Chiefs would end as a small favorite, and uh, but you're there see something I don't see. Fat Jack from FatJackSports.com. We appreciate it. Best of luck this weekend. Thanks for everything. You guys, enjoy yourself. I'm glad you guys are out here and uh, have a great time. We will do our best. There he is, Fat Jack. Go to FatJackSports.com. You can check out all his picks. They're all right there on the site. He's the best in the business. Fat Jack from FatJackSports.com. Welcome back here in the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHP as we broadcast live from Radio Row here in Las Vegas. Our coverage of the Super Bowl is brought to you by Hollywood Casino, Greenlight Dispensary, Deepa Squally, more injury attorneys, and Low T Center. Fellas, do you know your numbers? Low T Center makes it quick and easy. Go to lowtcenter.com to get your levels checked today. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. We welcome in a familiar voice, a familiar face, Alex Smith, now of ESPN, formerly of your Kansas City Chiefs, joins us here in the program. Alex, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing very good. Doing very good. I'm sure you've answered this question a million times, but when you sat in that first meeting with Patrick Mahomes, did you think before he was 30 we'd be talking about him playing in his fourth Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew all along who did it. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, uh, this guy, like, no, no, no one could have foreseen this because it's never happened before. Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody – like, listen, we've just never seen this in the NFL. Like, if he – I mean, six straight championship games, here's his fourth Super Bowl, if he wins this. I, I saw a thing on ESPN this morning, you know, for a guy to – if he wins his third championship and two MV, two league MVPs in his first seven years of playing, like, regardless of NFL, you go across the sports. I mean, it's, there's only there's only a handful of guys. It's, it's Joe DiMaggio. It's Larry Bird. It's like – uh, these guys are iconic, legendary, kind of immortal figures in sport. And there's never, this has never been done potentially in the history of the NFL. Uh, so he, he really isn't, you know, this, this is totally unprecedented. Um, you know, and, and kind of in a, certainly in a league of his own and yeah, kind of battling history, really. You know, like that, that, he doesn't, there's not many peers. There are no peers for him at this point in his career in the NFL uh, by quarterback standards and then really kind of, uh, you know, taking on history, so to speak. You know, you said that like, oh, yeah, I saw it. You know, how could any of us know? But I, I will. I think you're being somewhat modest because I remember talking to you that first year up at training camp. You sat down. We were broadcasting there. And you sat down and I asked you about him and you said, He's, he's going to be great. He's going to be fine. He doesn't let anything bother him. He doesn't get uptight. You talked about how easy he was with things, and you said, you know, I was wound much tighter than that. When I came in, I had, and you had even more pressure being a 1-1 than he had, and you didn't have an Alex Smith there to really be the mentor and, and you know, grease the skids for the process. But you did really see something in the kid. I mean, because you spoke very glowingly before any of us fans or media people had ever seen him. You, you obviously were seeing something in him right away. Yeah, I mean, and I think, I think the thing that, listen, I mean, obviously physically just unbelievably gifted, but, you know, every first rounder, there's not a first round quarterback that isn't unbelievably gifted, right? And yet, 
they're they're like a flip of the coin whether or not they work out. You know, it, it's a 50-50 proposition. So playing quarterback in the NFL just goes so far beyond physical talent. And I know we get caught up in the no-look passes and, and certainly a lot of the improvisation and, and creativity that Patrick plays with, and that certainly is a part of his game. But, I mean, this, let's be very clear. Like, this playing quarterback starts and ends between your ears. And I think from very early on, it was very apparent that Patrick had it. He had that. Uh, he had the work ethic and the smart. The, the game just made sense to him. He worked at it. It meant something to him. This is a kid that, that beat me in almost every single day his rookie year, and I was going into year 12, you know, and he just he loved it. He loved the process. Right, and even I, I've seen it now from afar. You know, like he and I are so close. But like, again, it doesn't get old for him. He loves this. He loves whether it's an off-season day, a training camp day, or here prepping for, you know, another Super Bowl for him. Like he loves all aspects of playing quarterback and competing. And uh, again, he I think this is a guy that has continuously worked harder to get better at his craft. Right, like he's never settled. He's never thought like I'm good enough. Like even though he probably he is, right? Like he could just roll it out there and play. Like the guy is not wired like that. He is going to show up every single day, and there's a relentlessness to that kind of mentality, right? Like the great ones had it. They're just going to keep coming for you and keep perfecting and keep getting better. And I honestly think, and it's it, it's hard to say this. He's done so many impressive things. Like I think this run, these three games that he's put together, are maybe the most impressive. I've ever seen him play, right? Because we've seen him with Tyreek and Kelsey and this, you know, high-flying offense and him throw for 50 touchdowns and, you know, a gazillion yards. But, like, it's different this year, right? It's, it's defensive base. He doesn't have the playmakers on offense that he had. But he knows that. He's tweaked his game, and he's, he, he finds so many different ways to win. And just to watch him not – like, he's not going to give up a negative play. He's not taking the sack. He's not turning the ball over. He's going to put his offense in a good situation. And, and – you know, I think in these three games, he's only thrown four touchdowns, which is, you know, pretty below average for Patrick. But, like, I, I've just been so impressed with the way he's winning. You know, he, he plays in a sub-zero game against the Dolphins and, and gets it done. They, they zero-blitzed him 34 times in that game, and he just stood in there and handled it. And they said he could never go on the road, and he, he walks into Buffalo, one of the hottest teams in football, and, and wins that game. And then, you know, an underdog going into to Baltimore and, and, and a historic defense and just – absolutely you know dismantled them um so like i've just been so impressed with his growth and, and evolution and i think again it it all comes back you know to what you know certainly i think if there was something i saw back then it was that right like this, this guy's going to show up every single day it's important to him and again like he's winning with his brain first like that that's where this all starts like again i, I know we love to see the miller passes and the left-handed passes and all this good stuff that he does but like Watch this guy at the line of scrimmage. He does more than any quarterback in the NFL, um, directing traffic, adjusting the line, throwing hot. Like, you know, he does it all at the line of scrimmage. So it's been really, really impressive to watch. Yeah, coaches, football junkies, people like you, I mean, you appreciate the things. Like, he was not taking sacks. He was getting the ball thrown away when nothing was there early in the game. And then late in the game when he wants the clock to tick, he takes the sacks to make sure that the clock doesn't stop. I mean, it's it's the minutest of details. And I love what you said there, Alex. It's the mental part of it that he really absolutely seems to get in addition to all those physical talents. That's a scary thing 
uh, for defenses to have to deal with. How impressed are you by Brock Purdy? I mean, and how much would the narrative be different if he wasn't Mr. Irrelevant? If he had been the 10th pick in a draft, we'd just be saying, okay, he's realizing the potential we already saw. It seems like he kind of gets dinged because of his draft position, and people aren't willing to embrace the fact that he threw for, sorry, Alex, more yards by a 49er quarterback than anyone ever has before. Is he not getting the credit he deserves? Yeah, I mean, I could go on and on about the same thing here. That, that listen, I'm a big Brock Purdy fan, and yeah, for some reason, more than anybody else in the league, I think that, that people just can't grasp what Brock Purdy's doing. You know, it doesn't make sense. The last pick in the draft, the the measurables aren't there, right? He's not six five, two forty. He doesn't run a four three. He doesn't have a cannon of an arm, and it just doesn't make sense. And therefore, it's got to be something else. It's got to be the Kyle hand system. It's got to be uh, all these playmakers around him. Well, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo took him to the Super Bowl, so it's no different. You know, like, and I just don't think, I think that could, couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, this kid's the real deal. And again, it's kind of unprecedented as well. We've never had the last pick in the draft see what he's done. Um, and yeah. you, you mentioned it. He just set the record, the all-time passing record for the San Francisco 49ers, not only in yards but QB rating. He just set an all-time NFL record for yards per attempt. That is an all-time NFL record. He owns that. Um, and, and, again, you know, this year, you know, he led the NFL in, in passing the ball downfield. He led the NFL in touchdowns outside the pocket. Like, this guy uh, is, is so much more than a system, you know, a product of the system. And, and I think people that watch the film know it. They get it. Like, there's so much more to playing quarterback again. This guy stand in, stands in there with the best of them, especially for a young guy to stand in the pocket and take the shots he does and, and be unwavering in it, right, to keep your focus downfield and throw these balls. Like, it just is it's something you can't coach. And uh, he has that ability. And then, obviously, I think, you know, Stag just talks about it. This guy's an above-average athlete um, with the ball in his hands. He really, really can make some plays with his feet and extend plays. So I, I love him. And, again, he's, you know, just this, 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 like, quiet confidence about him that you have to have to play quarterback at this level uh, and play it like he does. Um, and so he's a huge reason they're here. And, uh, yeah. again, I, I, it's so crazy to be watching, you know, maybe, the, you know, Patrick, who, again, battling history, and here he's going against, uh, you know, a guy drafted in the position that we cruelly have titled Mr. Irrelevant. Um, and he's obviously certainly proven that, that maybe we have to rename it after, after yeah. Brock, you know, and better. So, uh, yeah, huge fan he is. And, again, this is a, is a great matchup. All right, final four time with Alex Smith, Pro Bowl quarterback turned outstanding analyst for ESPN and, of course, uh, former Chiefs Pro Bowl quarterback. Four quickies, Alex. Uh, just tell me the first thing that pops in your mind. First of all, are you a Taylor Swift fan? <laughs> I went to the concert this year. I got my, my daughter, uh, my eight-year-old daughter, a, a huge Swifty. And uh, so I was there. Yeah, I appreciate her music. She, I mean, like, how can you not? There you go. Listen, she uh, world tour. She put this all together. The movie writes all her own music. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, hard not to be a fan. Yes. There you go. I like that. Uh, better fans, 49er fans or Chiefs fans? Oh, man, tough. You're putting me on a spot here. I mean, listen, I played eight years for the Niners and, and five for Kansas City. And, and these are two of the best organizations in sports. And, and the big part of that is their fan bases. Um, yeah, I mean, like, listen, the faithful out here are, are awesome and travel well and, and go way back. Um, but Kansas City fans, like, it doesn't I, – I think that's one of the best game day experiences in all of football, even if you're an away fan, you know, coming in to tailgate the loyalty. 
And there's something about Kansas City fans, like even when they leave Kansas City, it, it just stays with them, right? Like forever, yeah. wherever they go, uh, it's in their blood. And, and I love that. I love that about them, you know. There's no place where they, you know, on Fridays they're, they're dying every fountain red. Um, every kid's wearing a, a jersey for that for the Chiefs. And, and like, it just it almost has a college vibe in that sense. So I love my time there. So, yeah, I, I'm going to bail out on this one and not give an answer, but they're, they're both awesome. Okay, then give me a prediction on how many Super Bowls Patrick Mahomes wins when his career's over. Oh, man. Golly, uh, I mean, if he gets, he gets three here, um, shoot, six. Six, I like it. Finally, give me a prediction on the game. Who wins? What kind of score are you feeling? <laughs> Still deciding, man. Still putting it together. Uh, these are both unbelievable football teams. They're both so deserving of being here. I think they have such great character and resolve. Uh, both these teams, um, you know, I, and it is it's, it's such a game of matchup. You know how these teams match up. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still I'm still putting it together, man. Like I, again, I, okay. I, I go back and forth on, on both these teams, and, and might have to save it for, for Sunday morning. All right, all right, we'll be watching. Uh, Alex Smith from ESPN. Uh, Alex, always appreciate the time. Uh, keep up the great work. Love watching you as an analyst, and thanks for all the great times you gave us, Chiefs fans. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Welcome back here on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Soren Petro with you as we're live at Radio Row. Our coverage brought to you by Greenlight Dispensary, Hollywood Casino. Deepest quality, more injury attorneys, and the Low T Center. Do you know your numbers, guys? Get them checked. You can find out in about 25 minutes. Their on-site lab makes it so easy. Go to LowTCenter.com to get your levels checked. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. And Brian Baldinger uh, joins us here at the program. Brian, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's uh, good to be with you. Uh, I am enjoying this entire scene right here. Yeah, and and you, you know about low T Center. Of course. Right? I mean I, I've got my I've had my levels checked now for at least the last fifteen years. Yeah. And um, you know it's it's nothing to be ashamed about, but none of us are quite the man we used to be 10, 20 years ago. So I get a little help. I go and get my score twice a year and just monitor it and if it's dipped, if it's low, uh, I know exactly what to do right now. It's uh, done by a simple blood test and uh, it, it every man really should do it because there is nothing to be ashamed about when you start losing your energy you start feeling fatigued you don't have quite the same vitality you once had so um yeah i i i, I believe in the program yeah uh, lowtcenter.com to get your levels checked guys that's lowtcenter.com what do you think about this matchup we've got here i think it's a fantastic on so many different levels okay um you know we've got the proven quarterback and the star player in Mahomes going up against the upstart brock purdy i mean you always start with the quarterbacks the coaches uh nobody would ever dispute Kyle Shanahan's a great coach but you know you need the hardware to really cement that and he needs that he needs he's at the doorstep right here um, we've got so many great star players in this game. Stars win the game. I don't know that anybody has more star players than the 49ers. Some of the highest paid position players in the league are right there in the 49ers. <laughs> That's being disputed by somebody that's not a big fan of the Raiders. <laughs> but anyways, um, 
Yeah, no, you, you look at Trent, and you look at, you know, George Kittle and Debo and, you know, McCaffrey and Trent and, you know, uh, Fred Warner. I mean, this is some of the greatest players that are positioned in the whole league. Do you, uh, do you, how, what, how good do you think Brock Purdy is? You, you, you know, he, to I me, think, if he was a first round pick, we wouldn't be questioning much. He'd be living up to all the hype that everybody probably gave him. Record setting for the Niners totally yards, 31 touchdowns. I mean, you know, but he's supposed to be the little engine that could. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's really probably the biggest distractor is the whole Mr. Irrelevant thing. But it really doesn't matter where you come from and how you got here. Can you sustain excellence? To me, he's the silent assassin. Um, maybe people want to dock him because of the way he looks. I mean, we just saw his athletic ability in the championship game against Detroit and what he was able to do. Um, you're down 24-7. to 7. Nobody wants to be there. But can you bring your team back like he did? He did. I, I, you know, and really... The, the testimony, honestly, is his own teammates. I mean, everybody out here can question whether he is – anybody could replace him and succeed. They can have all those whispers about it, but his own team believes in him. I mean, across the board. Um, and really, I mean, Kyle Shanahan came out and Jed York, the president, came out and said, my, 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 you know, my coach – said, I think he's the best quarterback on the roster when they had Trey Lance and they had Jimmy Garoppolo, and he thought he was the best quarterback. Yeah, and, and he's shown it and had a fantastic yeah. season. Um, why do you think he struggled against Cleveland and Baltimore? Chiefs fans love to hang their hat on. Hey, the other two top-scoring defenses, Chiefs being the third one, mm-hmm. one touchdown, five, eight, five INTs. Well, I mean, they did miss a field goal at the end of the game against Cleveland to win it. They could have won it 2019. Uh, he did bring the team down the field again, and they missed the field goal. And so, But he did throw an interception that game. They played a lot of press man coverage. They played without Trent Williams in that game. Um, they played without Debo. So they were the minus some of their stars. Uh, Baltimore was, uh, to me, more of an aberration. They play a matchup zone. They, they don't react and move and get themselves out of position with the motions and the shifts that San Francisco does. Um, and that was, that they didn't get many advantages with some of the stuff that they do. Yeah, and uh, I think, you know, I'm with you in the sense that everybody has a bad game. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like on the San Francisco defense. Well, they've given up a, a lot on the ground the last two mm-hmm. games. So now everybody wants to believe they're terrible against the run. Well, they were really good all during the regular mm-hmm. season. Which one's the real 49er defense, do you think? Well, I mean, you do get to postseason, you're going to see the best. I mean, Lions have a great offensive line, and they push them around pretty good. Uh, and then Green Bay has got a great running back in Aaron Jones. He doesn't miss a hole, and they're, they're pretty sound up front. They're not as powerful as Detroit, but they're very sound in what they do. Matt LaFleur is a great coach. he got a great offensive line coach in Stenovich. But I think that, you know, when you get to the playoffs, you see better teams. Better teams are, you know, I mean, they're, they're better at what they do. And so they're seeing, you know, they're a lot better at running the ball than, you know, say the Arizona Cardinals are. You know, so you got to be at your best. Yeah, I, I think people forget that. It's, you know, you're playing. You don't get any rummies to just pad the no. stats against. No, there's no right. They're not, all on. They're, they're all on scholarship too. Yeah. Well, that and you know they, they execute better. They have better yeah. players. That's why they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you think of the Chiefs kind of reworking their offense coming down the stretch? Maybe getting away from trying. To, to me, it felt like for three quarters of the year, Andy Reid was trying to be the team he'd like to be. And then after they lost to the Raiders, he started trying. He started coaching towards the team that they are. 
Get well, the ball to Kelsey, Rice, mm-hmm. Pacheco. Mm-hmm. We're going to phase out some of the guys. We are trying to have a little package for mm-hmm. everybody. We're going to focus on the important stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think I, I was saying early in the year I thought that they could become a very good power running football team. Pacheco runs with powers. He breaks tackles. But they're very good. Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, they're very good up front in the run game. So I thought they could do that. And then really, you know, defensively, they've really kept them in every game all year long. And so they've been the backbone of this team. And, and so when they got to the postseason, they've gone through this gauntlet of Miami, Buffalo, and Baltimore. Uh, they haven't turned the ball over. They're taking care of the football. And so that was something that bothered them. It bothers every team. But, you know, they take care of the football, run it, and play great defense. They're going to have a chance to win all these games, and they have. We're talking to Brian Baldinger here on the program. He's brought to you by the Low T Center. Get your levels checked right now at LowTCenter.com. You can make an appointment right now. Uh, Brian, my final four. Four quickies for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Who wins? What's what's the score? Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City 27-24. I'm tired of betting against Patrick Mahomes. All right. Uh, how many championships does Patrick Mahomes win in his career? Well, this will be the third if he follows through. And so uh, he's still very, very young. I would say Patrick has a chance to win three more. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite table game? Blackjack. Blackjack? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing, nothing. Create No pie gal. No. 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 I, I Basic strategy, blackjack. Okay. When I see that third baseman, you know, sitting down there and hitting 16 against a 10, <laughs> like I want to go wring his neck. <laughs> All right. And finally, uh, what's the best town to have a Super Bowl in? Las Vegas. Yeah. I think it's great. I think we're going to be doing it here a lot. Uh, I mean, this is, a, this is you know, entertainment destination. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. This, this room right here is fantastic. The, the hotels, the fans. So, the hotel I'm at, they're going to have a fan party for 11,000 people at the like it's great everybody gets to enjoy it well you go into it brian thanks so much for the time we appreciate it thank you all right Derek thomas passed away 24 years ago today three quarterbacks got sacked at least 10 times by dt name all three brought to you by joe's kansas city barbecue